Oh, hi, you just caught us getting ready for our senior photo. Um, I do have a dad joke. Did you know that it's illegal to sell stock from inside a bath of sparkling apple juice? Why? Because that would be insider trading. <laughs> Get it? Self-control, man. Right, I'm sorry. We're still in our 100% juice series, and we're going to, you're going to love it today. Did you know that Echo could be your place, your people, and your purpose? It's a one-stop shop. Yes, it is true. Take your first steps into this life-giving local church and find the community and the support that you have been hoping for. Let us know that you're all out there or stop by on Sunday sometime. We'd love to connect with you. Lastly, thank you for your generosity and thank you for giving your time, 10% of your income as worship to God and His kingdom work. If you're looking to give, head to our website, text any amount to 84321. Enjoy Echo Online service, peeps. I want to move so you can move Come and do what only you can do I want to live in expectation Of your kingdom breaking through I want to move so you can move Come and do what only you can do I want to live
today we're going to sit at the table of Jesus. Uh, and in order to do that, uh, would you grab your communion elements? And I want to do a little different today. If you need a communion wafer, uh, there are some in the back if you need some. But what I want to do today is just focus on a teaching around communion that makes mention of self-examination before participation with communion. And uh, if you're anything like me, uh, the week has its way. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And I just wonder if we could just take the next few minutes as as, as the band leads us in worship and we would just self-evaluate as we take a step towards Jesus and remember him through communion. Can we do that today? you because you have first loved us. And Lord, we pause and remember what you have done for us. 
we say thank you that you willingly put your life and you laid it down for a friend. You could even say an enemy. And today we remember that broken body that was bruised, crushed under the pressures of this world, under the pressures of sin and, 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 and God just greatly damaged. And all along the way, you had us in mind and we pause and we say, thank you for that simple fact. In Jesus' name, you may take the bread. In Jesus, we pause and we remember the blood that was spilt on our behalf, not only for our salvation, but also our redemption, our restoration, our renewal. And, and, and today we, we even say thank you for the healing that you provide, not only to us spiritually, but physically. God, as we remember you, as we take this grape juice as a symbol of your blood, we ask that your healing would take place inside and out today. And once again, we say thank you for paying the price and paying it in full. In Jesus' name, you may partake. Does anybody agree that God is good? for you. Uh, what comes to mind when I say this word or two words, self-control? Aren't you glad you came to church on Sunday morning? <laughs> when I was thinking about this word self-control, I, I automatically thought about how I lack self-control typically on my birthday, which is coming up soon. Uh, hint, hint, nudge, nudge. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, Mark, I'm talking only to Mark here. No, I'm kidding. Uh, but I was thinking of my birthday. One of my favorite things uh, to experience around my birthday is a Dairy Queen ice cream cake. Can I hear an amen? I'm telling you, self-control goes out the window. There's something about that ice cream cake that just gets me every time. How about this? Uh, anybody relate to self-control when it comes to Netflix? Netflix. Uh, uh, there, there's nothing like a good old Netflix binge. Y'all know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, back a few years ago, uh, the making of the murderer with Stephen Avery. Come on, come on. Anybody, anybody want to confess your soul today? I see that hand. I see that. Uh, man, that was some good times. How about this? Any other uh, Stranger Thing fans out here? You, you've binged that. I know you did. And uh, it's what I think about self-control. And, and some of you are really afraid to raise your hand right now because you don't want to admit that sometimes you struggle with 
with a lack of self-control like your pastor. So anyway, uh, how about this? Uh, one of the uh, things that I, a little more subtle self-control issues that I have is when it comes to people watching. And it's not the people watching that's bad, but it's my response to the people I'm watching and how I cannot control my eyes or the nudge of my wife of going like, did you see that? Uh, a good example, um, if, if you're like, well, what do you mean people watching? Well, just, and, I, and again, this is a dangerous place to go for multiple reasons, but if you've never been there, um, peopleofwalmart.com, it's a place where you might just get lost. You might just get lost. It, it's a very unique world that we live in and people watching, uh, let's be honest, I need some self-control. Uh, how about this, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, you know, all that social media world. Um, I, from time to time, uh, um, on Facebook, I want to go to like, go address a message, right, that I have and go through the Facebook app, or I want to go on Marketplace. And I, so I go in with this good intention to go find this thing or post something I'm selling. And then like 20 minutes later, I realized I didn't even get to the, where I was wanting to go. Y'all get what I'm saying? Every look at your neighbor and say self-control. How about this one? This one, this is just like really, really kind of hitting like at the depths of our soul. How about being a part of a conversation with some friends or some colleagues and they're having a discussion about someone you don't particularly enjoy yourself and self-control, you know, that one moment that comes up, do I engage or not? And then you lose all self-control and you say, uh, bless his heart. And then you just say whatever you want because you think bless his heart actually was the remedy of saying the rest. I really look at your neighbor and say self-control. Now, the concept that I'm trying to get across is you really don't think about self-control until you don't have it, right? I would say like this, it's like the equivalent of eating three-fourths of a nacho cheese Dorito bag and realizing at that point you have no self-control. Uh, I've been there. And, and that's, I think that's why Jesus uh, and that's why God has uh, the fruit of the spirit and why I believe self-control is the last one on the list. And so let's read that Galatians. You'll see it on the screen here. Galatians 5, 22. So, but the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, patience. I'll just wait, patience, patience peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I, I actually think that it's not by happen chance that self-control is the last one that, that just is, is dropped there. And so I, I want to just kind of land on this and, and really just ask a simple question. What does Jesus say about self-control? What is he actually trying to teach us? And before we get to what Jesus says in Matthew 12, if you have your Bibles, you can open up to that as we are preparing to go there. Matthew 12, verse 33. As I was studying this word self-control, and the etymology and the Greek word itself and then the placements throughout the New Testament, uh, really self-control uh, has, has a large understanding of self-control being, being physical by nature. Self-control has a lot to do about the physicality of humanity. To be self-controlled uh, means to master his or her own desires 
or passions. And many times in scripture with this word specifically, we see it's used in the realm of your sexuality. And then you start going a little deeper into this word and you look at the root word of of self-control. It means by force, strength, or might. So when we're talking about self-control, it, it has a lot to do with by force or, or by, this, uh, by, by an inner strength or by a might that might help you get through what is in front of you. One of the word connections um, and one of the verse connections to this word self-control can be found in 1 Peter 5.8 that says, be alert and sober-minded, which means be alert and self-control because your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Why do we need self-control? Well, because there's an enemy, and that enemy wants to discontinue your story. He wants to stop you in your uh, tracks, and he wants to stop the chapter you're currently in. Speaking of chapters, let's go to Matthew chapter 12, verse 33. And these are Jesus's words. This is Jesus teaching people around him uh, this concept of bearing fruit. And he says this in verse 33, if you make a tree good, its fruit will be good. Pretty simple. And if you make the tree bad, the fruit will be bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. If I can just take a moment and and, and just rephrase it to be inside of this message, the tree will be known by its self-control. We will be known by our self-control. And then this is where Jesus gets a little dirty uh, and he makes a pretty strong statement to those that are listening. And he says, you snakes, you snakes. Again, I'm not saying it, Jesus say it. How, How... How can you who are evil say anything good? For the mouth speaks what overflows from the heart. And the good person brings forth good things from his store of good. And the evil person brings forth evil things from his store of evil. Moreover, I tell you this, on the day of judgment, this is where he gets pretty serious again, on the day of judgment, people have to give account for every careless word they have spoken. That on the day of judgment, every person will have to give account for every careless word that they have spoken. If I can re-paraphrase that into the context of self-control, is we will be held accountable for our lack of self-control. And I say it with a smile because that's easier said than done. So the big idea that I want us to take away today is this, and the, the area of self-control is this, is self-control is the fruit of soul control. I want you to hear this. I want you to think about it. I want you to write it down. I want you to text yourself. I want you to post it on Instagram. Whatever you might want to do, soul control is the fruit of soul control. Self-control is the fruit. It's the response. It's the, the product of soul control. What is, this, what is this soul control? What, what, what has control of your soul? And, and if we're going to have self-control in a godly way with a good fruit, then we need to look at the Holy Spirit and say, guess what? You've got to have soul control. Holy Spirit, have it all. Holy Spirit, we need your 
help. I mean, that is why the Holy Spirit is here today. Jesus left to send his helper to help us, and specifically today in self-control. Now, speaking of self-control, when I was a child, I learned self-control by a crabapple tree in my front yard. Y'all know what a crabapple tree is? What I learned at a young boy, as a young boy, through my parents and their teaching is that I was not and I should not eat from that tree for various reasons. Anybody ever eat a crab apple? Anybody ever have the response of eating a crab apple? And uh, so I didn't eat from it. And, I, and I, like any good son that, that is told not to do something, I at least did it once. You know what I'm saying? I had to learn it the hard way. That's just my personality. Don't do that at home. I'm a professional, Callan, okay? Uh, but I didn't really like the apple, so I didn't, I didn't really go far there. But um, uh, this one particular day, my neighbor dog came over. And I don't know if I was just feeling a little mischie- mischievous, um, I, I don't really know what I was thinking, but, but I saw all these crab apples that had fallen off the tree. And I saw the dog, the neighbor dog, and I liked the neighbor dog. And I was like, you know, I'm going to play fetch with this neighbor dog. And the only thing I could find was a bunch of crab apples. And so what did I do? I, I picked up that first crab apple. I threw it over into the field and that dog ran and went and got the crab apple, but didn't return with it. It actually ate the crab apple. And I was like, well, that's kind of entertaining. You know, like, that's interesting. And I grabbed another crab apple and I did the same thing. And I think after about like the third or fourth time, it got, kind of got old for me. But what happened was the dog, and this is, this is a for real story. I'm not making this up. The dog legitimately kept eating the crab apples. And it, it went around running from one crab apple to another, another consuming the apple until it stopped consuming it because the apple started consuming the apple or the dog, if you know what I mean. And what happened, and again, this is gross, this is kind of a gross illustration, but about every five to 10 feet, it had to take a pit stop because of this idea that you shouldn't eat the crab apple. And what's my point today beyond just being slightly gross is sometimes too much of a good thing can become a bad thing when it comes to self-control. Self-control is a funny thing. We, we all know we should have it, but very few, or if any of us, truly possess it. I mean, I wish I could tell you self-control is the simple switching of a button on or off. I wish I could simply just say self-control is this New Year's resolution, and it's just easy to do. Just go ahead and do it. I wish self-control was as simple as me saying, don't eat those apples, But the problem is this, is in this world, there are apples all around us, metaphorical apples, and they're good things, but they may not be the best things if we don't have self-control. We are surrounded by messages and and narratives, and, and, and honestly, like in the area of consumption of things in this life, things are just easy. They're at our fingertip, and self-control is truly difficult to manage. Coincidentally, I was reading a book this week called The Thing Beneath the Thing by Steve Carter. And when I, 
was reading yesterday, I, 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 was, I was surprised to see that one of these chapters was dialing into this idea of self-control. And what Steve Carter presented was this illustration about credit cards. Can I hear an amen, everybody? You know what I'm saying? Like, favorite topic here. This is what Steve Carter says about credit cards in light of self-control. He says, credit card companies count on our lack of self-control and our fear. Did you hear that? Credit card companies count on our lack of self-control and our fear. The top 10, uh, top 10 credit card companies in the U.S., it's absolutely fascinating, spend over a, spent over a billion dollars in advertisement in 2019. And when it comes to lack of self-control and credit cards, we know that there may be freedom now, but we're going to have to pay for it later. See, credit cards truly sell slavery or bondage under the banner of freedom. In fact, I don't know if you know this, but there is a freedom card, Chase Freedom. I mean, how are those apples when it comes to our expenditures? How is it, uh, you know, when we deal with our credit cards? Some of us are better than others in the room, uh, but the truth be told, uh, there is a massive industry of people understanding and, and businesses that are betting against our self-control. And I'm not sure if there's a clear illustration of our lack thereof. And I just want, I want to throw this out here for those that, that may uh, not have much self-control in that area or you want to learn a little, more, a little bit more about finances here at church. We just kicked off and it's happening right now on the second floor, what we call Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey. And uh, it is a great class, a great table community. We've made it easy. We have it weekly on Sundays during second hour in the community room downstairs. And uh, it is available to you. And I would assume that that you could step into it next week. And I would just suggest this, maybe this is the self-control that you're looking for. Maybe this is the tool that could help you as you are navigating through the apple trees of life. Speaking about apple trees, uh, in my backyard, my front yard, I had a crab apple tree. And in my backyard, I had a bunch of apple trees, different flavors, different kinds. And, and when the fall came around, um, they were just apples everywhere. And it was, it was, it was a fun season. In fact, when, when I got a little antsy and, and I wanted an apple tree, I don't know, anybody have apple trees in your backyard? Uh, I would go there and, and, and even pre, pre the time uh, that I should be picking them, I'd pick them off and just a sour apple and just enjoy the moment. But, but what I noticed about our apple trees is our apple trees weren't just apples, they were apples with a lot of worms. Can I hear, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and yet I ate them because they were there. And I had grown accustomed to a certain apple-eating custom, and the custom was to eat the apples in front of me in hopes that I wouldn't eat the worm. And from time to time, I, I would. And I probably shouldn't have eaten them, but I did that because they were just simply there. And, and I, I just think that that's an illustration of how we navigate in life because the metaphorical figurative apples are in front of us. We just grab and eat at will and we've grown accustomed to go ahead and just eat around the worms. And quite frankly, at some point, we lose so much self-control, we just eat the worm with the apple. 
Something that was good, but because of a lack of self-control, it becomes bad. Now, what I appreciate about this chapter in Steve Carter's book is he, in essence, um, creates this list, and I'm really thankful that he created the list so I can kind of hide behind it because it's his list, although I, I think it is a good list. And uh, he simply asks this question, have you interacted with the following in the last month and have you considered your interaction? For me, and, and, and Nixon, you can throw that on the screen here. It's a list of certain things that we see that honestly are good things in the right context and in the right quantity. Uh, and, and have we asked this simple question recently? Have we exercised self-control with the following? I mean, I brought up Netflix, and, and as, as funny as it is that we go into binges, uh, some of us have, have an unhealthy relationship with television. How about your job? Social media, travel, online shopping, studying, serving, friendship, food, or sex. After he presented this list of good things that can become bad things, he simply just asks the reader, did I use blank to escape discomfort or make me feel better about my circumstances. And that's, I put that up to you and not to, to guilt you or present that, that, that this is a, you know, uh, imminent, imminent sin or anything like that, but, but in, with a lack of self-control as we approach those things, those good things can be turned into a bad thing really quickly. See, the truth be told, we consume the things that are around us. But many of us don't actually intentionally think about how much we are consuming. And is it consuming in a healthy way? Have we considered the context and the quantity? And my second big idea for today is this, when it comes to self-control, is self-control isn't just simply or just as simple as an elimination of said things, but it's actually about choosing addition, choosing the things that we add into our life. I'm gonna ask the band to come up because we're, we're gonna do some adding to, to our life in a responsive reading here in a moment. But before we do, I wanna tell you a story about uh, this man named Felix and Acts 24. Felix, Felix is this ruler, and he has put Paul in prison. What's interesting about Felix is Paul knows about, I mean, Felix knows about Paul. In fact, he's, he's kind of inspired by him, and so much so that his wife is also inspired by Paul and his teaching, and, and he, in essence, sends for Paul, and he wants to hear what Paul presents. He likes, the idea, or he likes the idea of listening to Paul. And so, interesting enough, Paul begins to, to, to speak to Felix and his wife, and he begins to teach Felix and his wife about faith in Christ and, and faith in Jesus. And then he begins to talk about righteousness, and he starts talking about this word self-control. And he also goes into what we read in, he, in, in, the, in the Hebrews, or I'm sorry, in the, in the reference um, 
in scripture about self-control and what Jesus was teaching, self-control and also judgment. When Felix was listening to this, it said Felix was afraid of what he heard. And he looked at Paul and he said this, that's enough. It's enough for now. You may leave. And when I find it convenient, I will send to you. What I want you to hear today is this. When it comes to self-control, self-control is never convenient and it never will be. And the rest of that story is something like this. Two years later, Paul is still in prison. Felix loses the power of control, hands off the reins, and Paul remains in prison. See, I sense there's some people in here today, you walked into this space and you are just waiting for that convenient moment to deal with your lack of self-control. That convenient moment when life is perfect, the context is perfect, where you're going to listen to what Jesus is actually telling you. To actually live within the leading of the Holy Spirit as he directs you. Like I said, self-control isn't just the simple elimination of a thing, but it's the addition of the best thing. And the best thing that I can give you today is not my words, but God's words. The best thing that we could receive today is a planting of the word of God within our soul that the Holy Spirit may have his control. So what I wanna do today is do this meditative collective reading of sorts, believing and inviting the Holy Spirit to do a work that we simply cannot do alone. As I've told you, and I've said this throughout this series, the fruits of the Spirit is not self-help, it's spirit help. And today I wanna invite the Holy Spirit to do his work through us. And David, King David understood this concept. Although he was not perfect, he understood that if he was going to have self-control, if he's going to walk in the presence of God, then it was going to take more than just what was within him to succeed, but it was going to be who is with him. And that's God and his word. In Psalms 19, and we're gonna sing about this in a moment. David writes, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, Lord, my rock and my redeemer. And today, Lord, that this, this is our prayer. We understand it's not just the simple elimination of good things, and maybe for some of us, just simple bad things, but it's the addition of your word being the best thing for our heart, the best thing for our soul. And today, God, in an act of obedience, acts of obedience, we simply submit our souls to you. May you have control. May this be our prayer. May this be our song today in Jesus' name. Amen. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart 
I'm going to ask Nixon to put the slide on the screen. And what I want to do collectively is to read this out loud, expecting that the Lord would plant this seed of belief, belief and faith and trust within our soul. That this isn't just a physical action, but there is a spiritual work happening in us today as we invite the Holy Spirit in his work. Let us read this. I am chosen. I am loved by Jesus and my heavenly father. I am God's chosen instrument. I will one day be as Jesus is. I am chosen and adopted child of God. forgiven would you read along by grace and only grace I am forgiven I am free from the bondage of sin I am crucified with Christ thus my body is set free from my old self I am forgiven and I choose to forgive kindness and compassion are my compass may the words of your prayer make this your declaration I believe Jesus Jesus led me from death to life although death hurts I choose to persevere for I am not my own I am a new creation I have godly character I am a creation of hope for the world around me My mind is Christ. My heart is Christ. My hands are Christ. Jesus renews and sustains me day by day. Jesus equips me with good things for good works. My life for his glory. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of 
one last one. We're rooted, we're grounded. I dwell in Jesus. I place myself in his care. I am rooted and established in his love. I am in pursuit of God's fullness. God will never leave me nor forsake me. I am rooted, I am grounded, I am placed here and now to produce fruit. Will you stand up and make this song your prayer? You're my rock and my
I've been thinking about this message. I get to hear it twice. So the second time always brings out something a little different. And what I think is interesting is there's a huge difference between willpower and self-control, right? Like some of you guys, I, I saw this picture this week that made me smile and it was Tom Brady, but he was like 30, 40 pounds heavier. And it said Tom Brady the first time he eats McDonald's. You know, like Tom Brady is a guy who's got some willpower and he's working pretty. But the idea of self-control is a little bit of a different thought. And Andy used this statement. It isn't just about eliminating, but it's about actually choosing addition. Now, if you, if you tried this, I took pictures of the, the, the five ideas, the five, the five scripture kind of chunks, and they look like, like 80s backdrops and you can't read them all that well so don't feel bad if you didn't try to take a picture uh, they didn't show up great but I've been looking at these all morning and we're going to put them out on socials too so you can get them for real but the idea that we are chosen that we are loved that we are forgiven that we are a new creation that we pursue the mind of Christ and that we are rooted I think knowing those ideas are, those are the addition, right? Those are the adding pieces. So it's, it's not just about the subtraction, those are the adding. And so what I'd encourage you to do, I think these are pretty heavy. These, these are significant thoughts. And I'm not positive that it's reasonable to go, hey, and I'm just gonna own these five things. But what if one, what if one of those became kind of your focal point for, I don't know, today, this week, this month? So we'll get those out on socials for you guys so you can get those and have way better pictures than I do right now. Although they look cool, you just can't read them. Uh, not about eliminating, but actually about choosing addition. Uh, we like to do something here at Echo every week. We like to say a prayer together. And we say this every week, uh, whether you're new and never been here before, you've been here a hundred times, I want to encourage you to say this prayer with us as just a reminder of our obedience to Jesus. Jesus, I surrender. I have more questions than answers but I choose to follow you anyway. I acknowledge that you lived, you died, and you rose again, all with us in mind. I accept the rescue that you offer. Save me and lead me in Jesus' name and his authority. Amen. Let's celebrate somebody who said that for the first time today. If you're here and you got a chance to say that prayer for the first time, we don't think that's by accident. We're really glad that you're here. Um, one of the things I want to do is if you are new to Echo, would you please take some time and go hang out at that welcome table on your way out? Let us give you a coffee gift card like Tom and Jordan so eloquently and deliberately said today in the announcements. Uh, stop back there and let's get you signed up. Let's celebrate those that are new here today. Come on. Come on.